You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Hey everybody, I'm Deirdre. I'm a compulsive overeater. It feels like talking to my girlfriends. Um, there we go. Um, uh, my stats, I've been in the room since 2009, and I've been following the How Plan of Eating uh, since the fall or late summer of 2020. Um, my uh, back-to-back absence date is from December of 2021. Yeah, December of 2021 through the present. And um, I have released 50 pounds, but I'll go into more of that. Um, so I'm going to follow the what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now format. Um, I do have, I don't have any pictures, but I do have, uh, it's okay. Uh, I do have um, um, uh, things I'm going to demonstrate to you. Um, and so basically what I want to say is take what you like and leave the rest. You know, that's uh, that's one of my cardinal rules about the way I participate in OA. So that's the way uh, I would suggest you try and and follow along here today. Um, I'm born and raised in New York. Um, I'm the oldest of six, and uh, I was an Irish Catholic family. And uh, my father, unfortunately, was a um, alcoholic. Uh, he was an active alcoholic. You know, he was drinking till I was about eight, and then he was what they call a dry drunk for the next twenty years. And that's somebody who has. Um, physically no longer drinking, but hasn't attended to any of the emotional or spiritual issues that were involved in their disease. Uh, and, um, you know, when I was, when I was very young, when I was, you know, eight, some, something like that, I made a, a resolution. I would never drink. I would not be an alcoholic. I mean, I could drink, but I was not going to be an alcoholic and that's fine. You know, that, that worked, but it just never occurred to me that I still had that alcoholic tendency. I just, you know, I didn't understand it uh, at that age. And, um, you know, I just made that vow a long time ago. And interestingly, one of my brothers made the same vow and he became a drug addict. Uh, but fortunately now he's, he's very well recovered and we're both on the happy road here. Um, I would say, again, I apologize for not bringing pictures, but I was, uh, you know, on the thin to average size uh pretty much growing up till maybe college or something like that. Um, and then I found, you know, I was kind of like this binge eater. I would just kind of go out and just eat a bunch and then, you know, not really uh, do anything bad for the next three or four days and then go out and eat, eat a bunch and then, you know, kind of reel it back in. I wasn't really public about it. Um, and when I, and I obviously was using food as comfort. And when I did that, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't like have a binge buddy or anybody like that. I just, it was just me, myself and I, and my disease, you know, and I just didn't realize it. I really just did not realize it. Um, I have lived in San Mateo uh, since I think 1980 or so. No, 1982, I believe. Um, 
I am 68 years old. I have three children, all adults, uh, the youngest of whom is getting married next weekend. Um, and it's going to be a little bit bigger than this meeting, but not much. Uh, <laughs> another thing to adjust to. Um, I have two grandchildren and I have uh, 20 nieces and nephews, uh, which is, you know, kind of a lot. And I'm like the matriarch of the family, you know, like the old person. That's okay. It's good. Um, so, you know, what it was like, as I said, I was basically mostly a binge eater, I would say. I would describe myself as a binge eater. Um, you know, just do everything to the fullest and live to the max. Um, I, I had a serious problem with sugar, very serious problem with sugar. Um, and I could just, you know, eat as much sugar as I wanted. Um, and there was never enough, you know, it was just never, never enough. Uh, I had my first child at 32 and I gained 50 pounds for each child. Um, and I never really got back to whatever that baseline was before I became pregnant the first time. Um, and I just basically lived between 32 and 55 when I came in the rooms. I just lived in a huge amount of denial, 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 denial. I never lived in the moment. The moment, the, moment, the reality, the here and now was just really unbearable. Uh, I could live in yesterday's glow of whatever, you know, uh, binge I had been on or in anticipation of tomorrow. And tomorrow was always going to be better. Tomorrow was going to, like, I was going to wake up tomorrow and suddenly the world was going to be a completely different place because I was going to be completely different. I have no idea how I possibly thought that was going to be true, but I lived with that delusion for, you know, for, I mean, decades, really decades. Um, I didn't try a bunch of fad diets and things like that, or uh, I did a little Jenny Craig, um, did a little Weight Watchers, but nothing really that serious because I, I knew, I mean, in my gut, I knew that I had a bigger problem than that and that those things were just like putting a Band-Aid on something without, you know, like scraping off to the bone to get to the issue. Uh, and I, I didn't know, you know, how to go about doing that, but I just knew that those things were Band-Aid solutions for me. Um, five minutes. Oh, good. I'm moving quickly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then um, I entered the rooms in uh, 2009. And, and th the reason I did was because the re what brought me here was complete uh, hopelessness. Um, at that point, we had gone on, I had a habit of planning the next vacation while I was on my current vacation. Um, I've been an attorney for over 40 years and, you know, your, your calendar is pretty full. So vacations were really, really important to me. Uh, again, live in the future, live in the, never live in the moment, just live in the future. And so um, we went on this vacation. It was the absolute perfect vacation. Every member of my family was there and we were in a lovely location. And, you know, it was just a wonderful time. I could not stop eating. Like just, you know, I had, I mean, I was completely, totally, completely out of control. Uh, you know, it was gone. It wasn't like I could guilt myself back into it and reel myself back in and self-will myself to, there was none of that. It was just like, well, you know, this, this is it. And <laughs> this is definitely not working. I don't know what we're going to do here, you know? And, um, I, you know, I, I came back from the vacation and, I don't know how I even heard about Overeaters Anonymous. I guess maybe because my father was a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. My brother had gone to either AA or uh, 
you know, Narcotics Anonymous or something, you know. And I knew that they had been, very, by that time, they were both very active in 12-step programs. And I was like, well, hmm, okay, I guess I, you know, I should check this out. And somehow I heard about Overeaters Anonymous. I thought, well, okay, I'll go to a meeting. So I went to a meeting and it was great. It was just a change. I mean, a huge change of life because I was just like, this is what I need. These are the people who I can relate to, that I can be real with, and we can all share the same same struggles. Um, and the one thing I would say that I have done in this program is I've never I've never not gone to meetings. Um, you know, I miss meetings here and there, but I have never since I've been in the rooms, I've never left the rooms, no matter what my eating situation was, because I was just like, you know, I'm very stubborn, very pigheaded, lots of ego here. Um, but I was like, the answer is in here. And you just need to stay in here long enough to figure it out, you know, to get something. And you'll be better off doing that than out on that street, because that's where you're going. You know, I'm going to head to uh, an early death or something like that. I mean, it was interesting this morning, I was preparing for our discussion today. And um, one of my brothers is, is deceased and he's been gone about five years. And I was uh, looking at pictures of him and he was just enormous. He never used to be big, but right before, he, you know, like two or three years before he passed away, turns out he had a heart condition. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, he's 50 pounds. It looks like the guy's got on him. I'm sure that didn't help either. You know, I just really just never, never occurred to me. Um, and, that definitely would have been me. And I'm just grateful I found the rooms when I did, uh, found my people here and started to, you know, to live one minute at a time, five minutes at a time, go to a meeting. You're completely absent at a meeting because there is no eating at meetings, you know, and you can't, what I got from the group was the, I got the love from the group that I could not give to myself. That was just not I just couldn't do it for myself. I mean, I had none of it. I had been guilting myself all these years, you know, guilt, guilt, guilt. And that didn't work anymore. It was just like, you know, the rat in the maze, the maze is no longer going forward. <laughs> and you're just, you're just stuck and you're not moving. Um, but in here, I felt light and I felt, I felt the acceptance um, that I, I couldn't give myself, but that you guys gave me. So forever grateful for that. Um, and, you know, I, as I said, my total weight loss is 50 pounds and I lost, you know, they talk about that pink cloud, definitely had that, you know, I was like on a, a diet. I was on the Overeaters Anonymous diet, um, which was, I don't even know what that really means, but, you know, I was on that diet for the first six months or a year or something like that. And, um, you know, I lost the 50 pounds, but it was really at the end of the day, it was a diet. It wasn't like a food program. It wasn't a food plan. It wasn't thought out. It wasn't connected to a higher power. It's just, you know, it was in the rooms. Uh, it was all good, you know, but it was, I just feel like for me, I have to accept myself, who I am, where I am at that moment in time, which is oftentimes a difficult thing to do. Um, but if I stay in the rooms, it's all good. So um, I, you know, lost the 50, gained 25 of it back, um, you know, continued coming to meetings, even if I wasn't abstinent, because it was still better than not going to meetings. Because if I stop, you know, if I don't listen, I don't get the message, I have no hope of figuring it out myself. You know, this is a, this is a we program. So, oh, great. So it's the last um, two years that we had the pandemic start. 
which has just been a really challenging time in life. Um, I think all of us have shared that experience. And um, I had the opportunity to uh, retire or transition into semi-retirement as well. Still trying to figure that out, making progress. Um, and, you know, I'm not, it's not so much I'm not in charge. I have a lot of control. I have a lot of um, choices in my life, but I don't really know how to make the choices. So I have to take them very slowly. You know, what's, what's going to work? So um, for me, when it came to the food and then the pandemic, I was just like, the first thing I did, not first thing, but early on, I went out and bought, uh, had um, ice cream. And I, did, I had it in my freezer and I had some chocolate sauce to go with it. And I was like, okay, when the Armageddon comes, this is where you're going. <laughs> you know, you're all going to, you're going to be safe. You're going to be happy. It'll be fine. You know, everything's burning around you. I mean, this is the kind of vision I'm having. I'm like, okay. You know, so, and I didn't, it's not like I obsessed about it. I just knew it was like my seatbelt over there. No problem. And then we had, I thought it was September 10th, but I recently learned it was September 9th of 2020, the day of darkness. And I am a creature of light and cannot handle darkness, just can't handle it. And, you know, just remember very distinctly getting out of my, um, walking out of my bedroom that morning and thinking, okay, is this the day? Is this the day? And thinking, by that time, I'd been following how plan for, you know, a week or maybe 10 days, thank God. And I was like, uh, you know, no matter how bad today is, no, this is not, you're not going to do that. You're, you're just going to go down fighting, you know, because you're just not going to speak, because I know that certain death. I know that certain death. And this is a path of hope. And there is no hope along that, you know, slowly declining, devastating path. So throughout the ice cream, and I've been in the Howl Plan, I've eating since, and that's when I lost the last um, 25 pounds and I've kept it off. You know, uh, there's no longer that yo-yo. I used to have a closet full of uh, four, four to six different sizes, depending upon whatever the outfit was. I'm like, no, we don't need this. You don't need this. And so, you know, I still, still get a little nervous when, you, when I have to give away something for good because it's like, it doesn't fit and it doesn't serve you. It, you know, and there's so many things like that. Like I said, I got a new monitor yesterday. I realized when I cleared off my desk, the way I had my desk organized with this big old-fashioned uh, blotter on it was really inhibiting and not working, you know? And it's just like so hard for me to get rid of all of these old habits that don't serve me. Um, so, and the other thing about the HOW program, which was really intimidating to me, was so incredibly necessary. And, you know, even though I'd been in OA for a long time, I was like, I can't do HOW because I, I still like to have my cocktail, have my glass of wine or whatever. And, you know, you can't do that. You just flat out can't do that. It is so freeing. I can't even believe it. You know, I'm going to, it's the least of my, it's so easy. It's amazing to me. Uh, you know, there's that paying for maybe the first two seconds or something like that. And next weekend at this wedding, I'm sure will be a little bit challenging. It'll be fine. You know, I mean, you can always find some other substitute. And I really enjoy the evenness, the balance, the emotional sobriety that I never realized how many highs and lows I was having from that exposure to the sugar. Um, and the other thing I would also say about the plan of eating in our program, which again, I found intimidating before joining was like, there's so much more freedom in it than, than there is being on the outside wondering, oh, can I have this? What can I justify about this? Oh, well, if I have that, then I could substitute this. And I, I mean, it's this merry-go-round that you're playing all, I was playing all the time. 
Um, and now it's like, okay, this is your plan of eating. You know, there's choices. It's like the Montessori method to some extent. There's choice A, B, or C. These are the choices, you know, and that's that's the way it's going to be. Um, and there's really much more freedom. It's just, And it gives you much more opportunity for the things that we do. So what I wanted to talk about today, um, because we don't do this very often, or I've never seen this done, certainly not on uh, on a video call, and I apologize to the people in our podcast audience about this, but I wanted to talk about how to pack program. And that's going to be my topic afterwards of how you guys pack your program to go places. Because in my semi-retirement, my uh, now none of my children live close by. I mean, Two of them live within an hour, hour and a half. That's relatively close. And then the grandchildren live in Southern California. So being able to go and travel, and my family lives in Alaska. So, you know, traveling is a very important thing to me. And for a long time, I couldn't figure out how, how am I going to go travel? I don't understand. So um, I'm going to get down into the granular levels of traveling and what that looks like. That's five minutes. Thank you. So uh, fundamentally, I literally, I've gotten much better because I've done, you know, where I travel now is a little bit more familiar. But when I first started, I would plan out if I'm going to be gone for five days, I'm writing three, I'm writing the three meals I'm having over those five days. And I'm, I'm, I don't have it down to the complete detail, but I'm at least graphing it out. So I know um, whenever I pack, no matter how I'm going, whether I'm traveling by car or uh, airplane, I am going to pack the first one to two meals with me. I must have those meals with me uh, because, you know, I can't be stopping on the road and wondering what you're going to eat. You know, that's not going to work for me. Um, my mainstay things that I buy, because I'm also pretty lazy, is, um, and there's already enough chopping in this world, um, is I buy those bags of salads um, and I just don't include the carbs in them. You know, I just use the salad and the salad dressing. I usually buy uh, either chicken or crab cakes, um, big fan of crab cakes, uh, um, and, you know, uh, chicken, so that I, and I measure, I weigh out and measure. So, first of all, I have my handy dandy scale, always is with me in every single place I go, um, fits into your, uh, uh, no matter where you're traveling, fits well. Um, this is my uh, bread because I have two slices, you know, one for breakfast and one for lunch. And it's that Ezekiel bread that's the flourless type of bread. I have my nice little container. If I'm going someplace, you know, like if I go to Pasadena, I'll be down there for four or five days. I bring the whole container with the bread in it. Um, if I am going to be traveling uh, to someplace that is, you know, like by plane, then I make sure I have one of my little, uh, this fits the nice slices. This takes about four slices of bread um, that I'll put in there. And, you know, then I usually, when I'm traveling, I have gone to this point, I just buy the bread and leave it there because I can't take it back. Or sometimes I'll bring it back with me, whatever comes back. Um, I love blueberries. So I found this little container, um, which is a lovely little container for my blueberries. It's my little blueberry, um, you know, uh, cleanser, you know, constrained. And then blueberries are very expensive. So I can only, you know, even have... Um, eight ounces of fruit total in the morning. So I'll have, you know, four, four ounces or so, six ounces in here. And then I have half of an apple to save some money and put that in here, which is very handy when you're staying at somebody's house. 
because then I have my little container that I got my half apple for the next day and it's not interfering with somebody's, you know, huge refrigerator space. And I've got my stuff I'm taking care of, you know, because it's very important to me. Um, the other thing that I do that I'm really a big fan of, uh, this isn't very well demonstrated, but this is, this is not here. This is a way to show you. This goes on top of this. These two, this goes like this. And this is enough that you can carry one of those bag salads with you. Uh, and you can put your protein in. So I will make it up before I go. And so I can usually, and I can fit my piece of toast in here. Um, and then Ezekiel bread tastes pretty much the same, whether it's really hot or not. <laughs> you know, it's been my experience. So I'll stick the Ezekiel bread and the rest of the salad in here. And at least I have this much. Um, and oftentimes I'll bring another thing of vegetables, but I don't, I like my vegetables hot. I don't find it to be that great to have it cold um, myself, but it, you know, I'll bring another thing of vegetables, but at least I have this, this can go on a plane. Now, when we're on plane travel, oh, okay, let's, before we finish, here is my, you can't really see it too well. This is my Rolling Stones, um, it's from my husband. It's a thermal bath. And in that bag, if I'm traveling again to Pasadena, I uh, have four of these little ice containers that you can get at Amazon. And I will um, I will uh, throw my yogurt in there. I'm a big breakfast person. Throw my yogurt in there, uh, bring some blue, you know, thing of blueberries in there, throw some apples in there, like my iced tea. Throw, make sure that this is working, you know? And so then I'm in the road, I'm like, I don't care what's on I-5, it doesn't make any difference to me because, you know, I can roll in and if there's something that's within my food plan I can eat, great. But if it's not, it's fine because I'm taken care of, I'm okay, you know? Um, but if you're on a plane, and thank you very much, Miss Wendy showed me this one time in the store, life-changing device. This is for the plane. Uh, this is my carry-on on the plane and it is a, um, it goes in the freezer big cooler um and my little lunch box here the fit in here uh my iced tea spit on top a lot of times you can't bring your iced teas you know you've got to buy your iced tea up to get through security if you're going in a morning flight um i find that i can bring my got my toast in my in here and i can also bring my yogurt in here um you know and buy a coffee at the airport oh, or the other thing i like i have a lot of milk um, at the airport. Um, the other most important, a few other things I have. That's I time when you start. My little teaspoon I have in here, my little napkin, my uh, fork and spoon that go with me every place I go. You know, I mean, it's crazy, but it's really important to me. Um, and then perhaps most importantly is my little travel diary. Um, and it's not so much a diary. This is my I write my gratitude list in here. I do my 10 step in here uh, and you get some flavor of where you're going. But this is a nice little portable one because I like to have, I like to look at nice things. I'm uh, more interested in setting the table than, what's, than what I'm eating. And I have, to, okay, part of my thing is to accept that that's who I am, okay? I like, I like the outside more than the, uh, oftentimes I really like gift wrapping more than the present. So anyway. That's my sharing for today. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for being um, my support system. Bye.